0: Welcome to You're the Boss, a mantra for anyone who's ever had to face their own fears, struggles, and even failures. Join host Larry Roberts for a deep dive into overcoming limiting beliefs and identifying where our pasts can shape us rather than define us to build a lifestyle and business filled with passion and purposeful leadership. Now, your host, Larry Roberts.
1: Natalie Dawson believes in the power of aligning people with business goals through operational and financial integration. She's devoted to showing business owners how to create a culture that engages employees while simultaneously ensuring the business's mission, values, and goals are shared and aligned. Natalie has been building a strong following with the nation's most business savvy executives. A strong prowess for leadership and expertise in communication, process optimization with measurable returns on investment, Natalie's ability to identify and execute strategic business priorities has led to her role as Executive Vice President of Operations for Cardone Ventures. Natalie is the host of her own podcast, Workwoman, and has successfully launched three six-figure courses on leadership development, team alignment, and business growth. I hope I got it all in, Natalie. Thank you for joining me.
0: Thank you for that bio. That all sounds so official. Like everything about that systems and processes, people are like, oh my God, don't talk to me about systems and processes. I do not want to hear whatever she has to say.
1: Well, you know, I I think that there's a balance there. We all have to have the systems and the processes in place. Although if we get too deep into system and processes, I think most of us just, just kind of fade out there. We kind of forget what we were talking about. So, but I've got your book teamwork here, how to build a high performance team. And Mm -hmm. you go into detail here on building teams and you do it in a way that doesn't put us to sleep. So tell me Matt, how have you come to the realization that we need to communicate these things, but we need to communicate it in a way that others will listen?
0: Yeah, it's such a great question. I had business owners as parents, both my parents were medical doctors and they ran their medical practices like most doctors do. They were the doctor, they were seeing the patient and everything else was left up to an office manager. And I watched them kind of struggle to really grow the business outside of them just doing the thing. So if anybody got hurt, if anybody, if they decided to take vacation, the whole business was shut down for that timeframe. And then enters my college education, which one of the proudest moments of my life was dropping out of college because I had this opportunity to work on some leadership development courses when I was 20 years old. And that really sparked my interest in how do you just get out of the heady leadership development? Like so much of it is just so personal and such a deep like uprooting in order to really be a true leader. And how do you focus on, okay, great. I know how to do these, these deeper things. And I know how to be more self-aware. But when I show up to a one-on-one with a team member, what do I actually say? And what does the agenda look like? And what do performance reviews look like? So for me, I felt like I had to figure all of those things out where all of these thought leaders around me, I met John Maxwell when I was 20 years old and I'd read many of his books. He's written like a hundred books. I haven't read all of them. I read a lot of them. But I didn't feel like I had anything to prepare me for that moment that happened just a couple of years later where I had a team of people and they were dependent upon me to have meetings with them, to hold them accountable. And I didn't have the structure and the process in place to do that. So that was really the impetus for writing the book and being able to help business owners structure with their leaders, how communication works inside their businesses.
1: You did this with a lot of experience of your own. I mean, of, of course, you're not gonna write something this in depth and in, in this, this detailed without mm-hmm. having that experience and having applied that experience. Walk us through some of that.
0: Yeah, so prior to Cardo Ventures, which is the company that I'm with now, I was working in the audiology consulting space. So we helped small business owners who fit hearing aids, audiologists do, some people don't know, and we helped them grow their businesses. And so they would go from having a $1 million business to having a $3 million business by optimizing their sales processes, by hiring the right team members, by learning how to market, by then training their team members, how to fulfill the brand promise that they had just marketed. And then we pivoted uh, after that business sold, the business sold in 2016. Um, My then fiance, now husband, We met this guy named Grant Cardone through YouTube.
1: Never heard heard of of the guy. guy. Never heard of the
0: guy. He's he's really shy and uh, (laughs) doesn't really talk too loud or get too much attention. We were fans of his. We were total YouTube fans. And when we first met him, it was at a growth conference. We sat in the second row and we met all of these incredible business owners in his audience that they were being supplied sales training through the hard-owned ecosystem and they were being supplied real estate investing opportunities, but there was this missing piece of the actual business infrastructure. And so we started this partnership two and a half years ago. And quite honestly, a lot of the experience that I talk about in the book comes from, we've hired, we went from zero employees. We now have over 90 team members in in the matter of two and a half years. I'd never recruited a person a day in my life. And that's a similar situation that most business owners find themselves in. They're not professional recruiters or professional marketers, but it's how do you figure these things out and create a system that actually works to allow a business to scale and grow.
1: So break that down a little bit for us, if you wouldn't mind. How do you do that? How do you hire team members? Yeah.
0: So I spent, this is my little secret. I spend for any new role that I'm about to take on, I spend about 20 to 30 hours just literally Googling it. I say, Google that shit all the time. I Google something GTS, Google that shit. Sometimes people show up to a conference and like, listen, I'm going to teach you guys this magical power of Googling, but you actually have to learn, right? It's not just, oh, I'm going to watch a video and then get distracted. It's like, no, I'm trying to learn this skill. And this has served me very well as the only recruiter. I recruited our first 50 team members at Cardone Ventures. I interviewed every single one of them. I created an interview process. So I got on Indeed. There were a few platforms to choose from. I learned how to make a post on Indeed. I learned how to optimize it. In the book, I actually give people the downloadable for exactly what I write in a job post to hire anywhere from a CFO to a marketing manager to a account manager The whole spectrum. Um, But it really is just looking at, okay, I need to find people. How do I become a marketer? This is the biggest pivoting point for us. How do you become a marketer to your talent, not just a marketer to your clients? We spend a lot of energy and resources actively marketing for people who would want to join our organization and be a part of our team because they, in a high scaling, fast growing business, are almost more important. They're not actually more important, but they're almost just as important as new client acquisition, So we're constantly talking about our culture and what makes us different and sharing the success stories that our employees are having through working with us.
1: Do you think that's a place where a lot of the larger companies are are missing the boat when it comes to recruiting talent? It's almost like they just take whoever just to fill the slot, especially these days as we go through the great resignation. I I can see I can see a company like yours, just talent, just banging down the doors to come work for Cardone Capital or Cap, uh, Cardone Ventures. Uh huh. But your your typical corporate America company, maybe not so much. How how do how can they change the way they're looking at recruiting their talent?
0: It's a good question. You know, we work with small business owners, so I don't spend a lot of time in the large business space, trying to help them optimize their recruiting strategies. However, I would say that for these larger businesses, what they are missing is how do you actually attach the, the team member who's joining your business to where the business is going and why the business even exists to begin with. Most of these large organizations are so big that they do have these kind of wide net recruiting policies and it doesn't connect the person where the first 30 days on board, are you having a conversation about those person's goals, we call it the PPF goal planning process, personal, professional, and financial. I ask every single team member when they are onboarding with us, Hey, what are your goals? Where are you wanting to go? Because you need to see Cardo Ventures as the vehicle for you to be able to achieve success. And if you don't see Cardo Ventures as this vehicle, I one time had this girl, she told me that she does not believe in goal setting. And this is after I told her Cardo Ventures is our mission. This is, I've interviewed Thousands of people. This is this is my third interview question. My question is: At Cardo Ventures, it's our mission to help business owners achieve their personal, professional, and financial goals for the growth of their businesses. But it's, this does not just apply to our clients. This also applies to our team members, as it's important that our team members see Cardo Ventures as the vehicle for their success. Every like standard interview question said a thousand times. This girl in HR proceeds to tell me that she has zero interest. In goals because she's never found goal setting to be successful and she's just happy doing whatever comes to her i was like lady interview's over like what did you just miss about this is why we do what we do we help business owners achieve their goals but you have to have goals in order to work with us because we have goals and so we really try to make it a point with team members to connect hey we will talk about our goals and targets every single day they are so important to us they're the lifeblood of our business However, you have to show up today knowing, oh, my goal and why I'm going to work 10 hours a day for this organization is this, and then I'm going to have this output. And ideally, it's going to get me closer to these things that I want in life.
1: That's amazing that someone actually give you that answer <laughs> in an interview. What? I mean, right? you know, at least lie. You know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But anyways, no. With, with the size of the businesses that you work with, what do you see some of the biggest shortcomings on their part as compared to people that are coming in and interviewing?
0: the biggest shortcomings of the businesses. Yeah.
1: When it it comes to building teams and when it comes to focusing on teams and building teams that are, that are productive and help everyone achieve their goals.
0: I think that they just miss this, this goal piece. I mean, it sounds so simple, but I really, I don't believe the, the traditional entrepreneur is ever taught to ask somebody, Hey, what is your kid's names? And what is your wife's name? And how important is it for you to be physically in shape versus go pursue the fact that you love guitar and looking at a human being holistically in the work environment, there are so many crazy HR laws that make employers. And I think some leaders feel like they can't ask certain questions, but I cannot get the most out of a team member if I don't know what actually motivates them. And quite honestly, we don't hire robots. Nobody does. I mean, maybe some organizations are like testing all that. We're not there yet. And so for us, I mean, I have team members come into my office and they cry because they've so radically transformed their life over a six or 12 month time period. Because for the first time ever, they were asked by another human being in a situation like this, Hey, what are your goals? And this was one of the first experiences I had in my career early on. I had my supervisor ask me, What are your personal, professional, financial goals? And I remember I felt so freaking stupid and silly and ridiculous listing out these goals that I had. At the time, I was making $8.33 an hour. And all I wanted to do was stop driving around my grandma's Buick Century. It was silver from 1993. It was like, it was the worst car. I was so embarrassed by it. I remember thinking like, oh, I can't even imagine what it would be like to have a car that I was proud of. Just her asking me these questions had me write down, one day I would like to travel for work. Couldn't imagine traveling for work. Like, why? What kind of fancy ass people travel for work? I wanted to know. And I wanted to be a fancy ass person who travels for work. Should have, you know, clarified that goal because now I only travel for work. There's a lot of travel. I could do with a little less. You get the point. Somebody I cared do. enough to ask me what my goals were, who was serious about developing me, and it entirely changed the course of my career. So for us with small business owners that we work with, if we can just get them to realize that their team members are not just this input in their business, but they are real people, they can actually harness the intellect and the motivation and the the true resource that they have with them through the team members that are existing in their business. And if they don't have goals, then if the business owner has goals, they should get rid of those team
1: members. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. You're on a podcast tour because you Grace me with the opportunity to talk to you today. What are your goals for the podcast tour?
0: I'm on a podcast tour.
1: Apparently, you're on my podcast, right? I I mean, unless you just said I want that red-hatted guy. I want to talk to him.
0: Oh, you're asking me what are my goals for the podcast tour? Yes. Okay, my goals. I my goal is to help business owners achieve their personal, professional, and financial goals for the growth of their businesses. So, in order for me to do that, they have to know who I am in order to be interested enough to understand that how they're running their business right now is totally jacked up. It's not their fault, but it's totally jacked up. And I'm that person that's going to say, Hey, you've totally done this wrong. Here's a manual for how you actually put a system in place. And I want to get to know you because unlike a lot of people who pretend to know what they're talking about, I know what I'm talking about. And I know that we've had success stories of people who have massively grown their business and helped personally and financially. Like the professional piece is nice, but that personal and financial part, when you really make that impact, it would be a disservice for me not to be on a podcast tour with you.
1: I love that I teed that up because you hit a home run. So
0: <laughs> once I got there, I yeah. feel like I fumbled like right out. I was like, oh, wait, what are we doing? Are we are we playing a game? And then I hit the home run.
1: Are we playing a game? <laughs> well, that's cool. So what are some of the things that, that we could do to get that message across? Because it needs to be heard across the board. We were talking before we hit the record button that I just left corporate America a little over a year ago. Mm -hmm. And actually, I was on a podcast earlier today and I mentioned that if things had been somewhat different, maybe I wouldn't have been as inspired as I was at 49 to leave the cushy job that I'd been at for 21 years in my salaried position with all my five weeks of vacation and all of the relationships that I had built. Maybe I wouldn't have walked away from that had yeah. they had a better understanding. So what can we do to uh, to keep people a little more comfortable? What are some of the steps they can take?
0: Well, for team members who are growing the business, every single team member should have incentive targets that they every morning can wake up and understand how I make more money that day. And most businesses, corporate America is a little bit different, but most small businesses that we work with, I mean, they don't even close their books on a monthly basis. They right. don't remember they'll they, they might be running their books off of tax returns. So they're never going to feel confident in issuing every employee that's not in a sales function because sales is easy. It's easy to take a percentage off of what somebody brings in. But how do you create incentive compensation for your bookkeeper? How do you create incentive compensation for your account manager, for the person in marketing, for your project manager? Every person, no matter what, needs to have an incentive compensation structure that actually drives value and growth to the business so that that is at least tied to ideally what their financial goals are in the organization. And that also starts with the business owner making the commitment to be a serious business owner and stop having a hobby and actually look at their numbers every single month. Cause that's the responsible thing to do. People rely on you to make an income and to provide this path for growth and for success. I also think that business owners, we have a motto and our motto is True leadership is making other people's success easy. So as much as everybody tuned out when I said the word process at the beginning of this podcast, how are you being responsible in setting up your team members to have even the most basic of processes documented for them to know and feel confident in what they're doing each and every day? I think it's a lazy way to operate a business. and we deal with people who want to grow. So for me, that's a really easy conversation for somebody who's like, yeah, I want to grow. I, I know I'm not able to do that yet. And I want to get to this next level for business owners. Like the worst kind of business owner to me is somebody who's like, oh, I'm happy with where I'm at. I don't want to grow. Cause then like, I don't even know what to talk to you about. If you don't want to grow, I think that's the most selfish thing that somebody can do. Okay. You're saying you don't want to grow. We like this 10 X thing around here, but not everybody has to grow 10 X, but the reason for the 10X, and that's a big Grant Cardone symbol and, and like battle cry.
1: I actually looked up a moment ago because I have a whole row of hats behind me here on my green screen framework and I have my 10X hat sitting up there, but you do? I, I don't want to fanboy out. I didn't want to fanboy out. So are you like, a Grant Cardone fan? Oh, I, I, would, I would say so. Yeah. I mean.
0: Oh, me too. I'm, I mean, I'm such a big I, fan. I'm,
1: I'm sure you are. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so Grant Cardone's 10X role, it's like it is the least selfish, most correct form of action for somebody to say, I have to grow no matter what, because our world is jacked up. There are people who need other people who are capable and have potential to help them. And so I view that as business owners, but for any business owner out there that has an existing business that does something, maybe you service animals, maybe you make a product, whatever that is, if you are a good person and you don't lie and you don't cheat and you don't do something unethical, it is your responsibility to get that into as many people's hands as possible for the impact that it makes on them, but also job creation in our economy, the ability to actually grow something creates confidence in people and having those opportunities inside your organization, your community is something that is so necessary. So business owners that, that I work with, they all want to grow. They don't come into a 10 X thing and meet me and not actually believe in this 10 X thing. But if they did, I try to slap them and wake them up a little bit to the reality of the world, not actually slap them. I've never slapped a client just for the record, but you get what
1: I mean. <laughs> I've wanted to, I've, I I can't oh lie. I'm, I've wanted to, let's just be honest. I mean, the desire is I've, I've, I fired, I've fired one or two over e- even in the last year that I've been doing this. I've fired one or Good. two clients. So, so everybody
0: what are, should be able to fire a client. You should have the financial ability to fire a client. And you can only do that if you are actually good at what you do, and you make enough money so that you can say, "No, I will not work with you." Because there are some people in the world you do not want to
1: work with. I love the fact that you said that. That's probably going to be a promotional clip. So,
0: so, the slapping piece? No, not the slapping
1: piece. No, no, the firing piece. Not the not the violence. We we can't advocate okay. for violence here. I mean, come on. I'm a huge fight fan, but we can't do that. So,
0: okay. What are some All of the
1: right. other, What are some of the other things you're doing besides the podcast and and the book to get this message out there? Do you Do you speak often on stage or... How, do, how else do you reach out to people, man, and really make that impact that you're trying to make?
0: Yes. Well, I don't know what I don't do to get this message out there. There, We just had a four-event weekend this past weekend from Thursday through Sunday. This is my third podcast of today. Uh, we do live calls every single week. We do four live calls every week. And quite honestly, between now and the end of March, we have an event every single weekend that's in some wow. different part of the United States. So. We, I mean, we live this stuff. I've never worked harder in my entire life, but it's because the work that we do, I mean, I can't, I cannot begin to tell you the transformation that we're, we're having with business owners and to watch that it would be irresponsible and selfish if I didn't work as hard as I do. So Yes, I speak. Uh, there's a book. There's a podcast. There's a YouTube channel. There's all the things in order to promote that business owners can and should and are required to grow their business if they're capable of doing so.
1: Awesome, man! That's that's amazing. I got to ask you though on a on a personal level here, not too yes. personal, but personal enough okay, for a podcast. I'm ready. I did six podcasts. Well, actually, I did 14 over the span of three days last week. I awesome. was in. I was at an event covering. A, it's a Go Abundance event that I was at, and I was podcasting from there. And that day that I did six in a row was really, really difficult. So I wanted to know, am I just being weak or is doing three to four podcasts in one day? Is, is it, is it taxing on you as well?
0: I don't, I don't think you're being weak and I don't think that it, it depends on the work that you're doing. I don't think you're being weak with six. I mean, six podcasts, that's a lot of talking. You've prepped for all of those. I just believe that everybody, even when you did that, I, this is how like sick and twisted I am. But like even on the my busiest day, today has been one of those days for me. It's just been slammed since the moment I woke up. Even on today, there is still I, I still choose to believe that there's an hour that I could have been more efficient with my time, and I could have done something that was smarter instead of something that I actually chose to do. So how do it's it's for me? It's all about playing a game with myself of how do I like figure out okay what things really did not work for me and actually stop doing them, but where I'm paying attention enough to the time that I'm spending on the things that actually move things forward so six podcasts in a day with all of the prep that sounds like that's a 10 to 12 hour day am i right on that
1: yeah yeah it was it was it was a long day for sure now two of those in all fairness i didn't have time to prep for so there was they were they were (laughs) fill-ins. they just went oh by the way i know you're supposed to be on break but uh, we got somebody else that wants to be on a podcast would you take them I'm like, yeah, Yeah. whatever, you know, I mean, they definitely have something to contribute. So I jumped right in there. But yeah, it's great to hear that. And I asked that for a semi-selfish purpose, but I think listeners need to understand too that those days that are just packed, because again, today, tomorrow, actually most of the week is slam packed since I took last week off to go to this event, I'm catching up and it happens to the best of us. And you can look at that calendar and you can go, man, I have literally got calls every hour on the hour throughout the entire day. And then I have X Mm -hmm. to do as well. But I, I, when we're faced with that, I think I love the fact that you said we you play a game with yourself and, mm-hmm. and you, you have to evaluate and see maybe what didn't work, what did work. So I, I appreciate you taking the time to answer that and put that in there, because I think not just myself, but I think a lot of people need to hear that as well. Awesome. So what is next for Natalie? What What's on the agenda? What, how How else are you moving forward through this process? Are we, are we pushing the book real hard? Are we on a book tour? And you know what? I got to say, this one's not autographed. What the heck?
0: What? No, I'm no, sorry. No autograph. That total, total oversight. I will get you an autograph. Do you want a teamwork crop sweatshirt? I have these crop sweatshirts. I'm, they might clash with the red hat. They're black.
1: Well, I'm not sure the abs are in a place for anything cropped these days, but it might be inspiration to do a few more crunches or something.
0: There you go. It'll, <laughs> it'll get your abs in 10 X shape.
1: There you go. They need to be 10 X. I think at my peak, I was eight X. I think that was about as, as, as good as they were. were. I think I had an eight pack at one time. But See, was...
0: you always have just a little bit more like yeah. is 10 possible. I don't
1: know. I don't, I don't even know if there's 10 of them there. I, I haven't, I don't know. I'm not much into, into anatomy, <laughs> but, but anyway, so Natalie, Man, I want to make sure everybody can reach out to you and get in touch with you if they want to learn more. Where can they do that?
0: Yes. So I just got married. My Instagram is still Natalie Workwoman. No, it's not. It's Natalie Workman. My let's la- get this on this podcast and this podcast, but there's also video. I so smartly, and I was like, oh, I'm the best marketing person. I named my podcast and my book. It's gonna have this whole alliteration on the word work because my last name used to be Workman. Okay. Well, I got married. I wasn't an idiot for getting married, but I was an idiot for using my, my main name because everything says work in it and it was supposed to tie to my last name. So anyway, my last name is now Dawson, but it used to be Workman. So on Instagram, I'm verified there and I can't change my last name to Dawson. So it's at Natalie Workman, but everywhere else I'm at Natalie Dawson on social and, and TikTok and LinkedIn and everything else.
1: I am totally not confused.
0: I'm sorry, I need to, I'm with
1: you. It seems like your husband would have been like, ah, I can understand, you know, it's, it's one of those Hollywood things, right? Don't you kind of have uh-huh. to hold on to the name for, for business sake?
0: No, see, this is where like, I think people need to commit. And I'm just gonna throw that out there. I, I am all in on the relationship. I'm all in on where we're going. We have a 25 year age difference, fun oh, wow. fact. So I already think people look at us and probably think that we're not that committed, but he is my best fricking friend and we will be ride or die till the end. And so I think if I would have changed, if I wouldn't have changed my last name, people would have been like, Oh yeah, they're just, you know, planning for the exit where there none of that will be happening.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you did that. You know, interestingly enough, when I went to this event last week, I had this young lady that came with us and she's getting married, I think in June and she's like, I'm still not sure if I'm going to take his name. And you know it was everything I could do to bite my tongue. But if you're listening, you know who you are. And <laughs> I what did I, that, you tell her? I, I told her that you know I'm an, I'm an old school kind of guy. You got to take the name. And uh-huh. you know, luckily, I've been married 21 years. So the, the, the woman, what? Yeah, we met. See, at I the still office.
0: can't get over the fact that you're not 30. <laughs> like the fact that you're. The fact that you can be married for 21 years is like wild to me.
1: Well, let me hit you with this. Then. My daughter from a previous marriage is 30. What? See, <laughs> I have a 30 and a 27 year old. You do
0: not right. have it. Th- I don't believe you. I, I think you're lying to me.
1: I, I apologize, but it's true. I have two grandbabies, the whole nine yards. So, Oh my gosh, that is crazy. <laughs> that is but crazy. See, if you just take and you put toys up behind you and nice uh, colorful lights, Nobody believes that you're a grandpa. It freaking works. It's so great. true.
0: Well, technically you want me to freak you out. Okay, I got, do it. I got one for you. Do it. Bring it. I'm a grandma. Oh, okay. How does that work? Well, my husband has oh, grandchildren.
1: There you go. There you go. I was like, okay, come yeah. on now. Come on. But and yeah, you
0: want me to get really freaky. Yeah. I went to high school with his daughter. We were best friends growing up.
1: Oh my gosh, how does, oh man, there's so much here to unpack.
0: (laughs) So crazy. So listen, I, the grandchild, whatever age, whatever walk of life people are on, people have to just figure out what they want. And for that lady, that young lady who you offended last week at that that conference (laughs) for giving her unsolicited advice. If you don't want to take his last name, you don't have to. You do you. However, that just might help to like solidify things. If you take his last name, just unsolicited advice over here.
1: Well, I appreciate the unsolicited advice. I I didn't offend her. I mean, we, we, we shared a condo together and you know, me and her in the group. So she was in the group, she was in the group, not just her and I just, now now I'm confused. I got to wrap this thing up. So (laughs) no, there was, I think six of us and we shared an Airbnb. So anyways, got it. Natalie Dawson author of teamwork and host of work woman podcast. And Natalie, thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. This was a very fun conversation.
0: Thank you for having me. You've just listened to you're the boss with Larry Roberts. Join us for our next episode where we help you achieve your goals and live your absolute best life. Be sure to subscribe, connect and share
1: until next time. Remember you're the boss.